Welcome to Aviation United by Aviation Zero. I'm delighted to be chatting with personal trainer, running coach, and Pilates instructor, and founder of Hissy Fit, Maeve Kenny. A very good evening, Maeve. How are you doing? Good evening, David. Um, I'm doing great, thank you. And I would just like to say thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm delighted. No problem at all. You're very welcome. I, generally, as I've said to you before, we've started a podcast for some unknown reason. People send messages in and they want to know where our guests are. Are, uh, are from and our background. So where are you from today, uh, Maeve? Where, where are well, you sitting I... right now? What location? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you, David, on a fitness step in a converted gym in my attic space in County Louth, Ireland. Wow. <laughs> So Hollywood. Oh my word. It's so exciting. We really pull out all the stops at Aviation Zero. That's it. What can we say? So uh, welcome to the show, Maeve. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Uh, so my background, David, um, I suppose I was always into sport uh, when I was a youngster. And uh, yeah, and then I really wanted to be a PE teacher. That was kind of the, the main goal for me. And um, so I studied a degree in Warrington in the UK. And then I took a little bit of a sidetrack, really, and uh, I ended up working in the corporate end of things. I got very much into sales. And, uh, well, we go boo, and I boo. Okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely boo for me. I remember looking out the windows and uh, thinking to myself, when can I get out and train? When can I get outside and have a run around? So I knew that it wasn't for me. I felt a little bit like a kind of like a caged animal in the, uh, in the corporate end of things. So... Yeah, so it took a little bit of time, though, to be fair, and it wasn't until um, almost 10, no, probably nine years ago now, um, I went back to college and I studied to become a PT, and uh, then I set up Hissy Fit in 2012, yeah, and the rest is history, as they say. What, what's, a, what's a PTE? Oh, sorry, so a PT is a personal trainer. Ah, okay. So, I went back, yeah, I went back to, to train as a personal trainer and uh, it was funny, you know, because I used to be in the gym for, for years and, uh, I, you know, I just would have been training maybe three times a week, something like that, uh, pretty average, but a lot of the instructors and a lot of the other trainers would be saying to me, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this yourself? And I had this thing, David, where I thought, you know, uh, it, was, it was almost, it was my hobby and I loved it and there was this fear of crossing over and doing a job that was a hobby. Do you know what I mean? And right. that then I'd start to maybe not enjoy. It's funny that you have this thing that, you know, maybe your job isn't something that you're going to really love. And it wasn't really until I set up Hissy Fit and realized that actually your job can be something that you really do love. And then it never really feels like work. And I think that's, that's probably what happened for me, really. Once I set up Hissy Fit, I knew it was the thing that I wanted to do. Um, and it's, it's felt like that ever since. I feel incredibly lucky that I'm in that situation that, uh, yeah, I get to do something every day that I really enjoy. So it's good to follow your passion, as you said. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, like I say, even like nine, eight, nine years on now from when I actually did the course and, and from setting up the business, I still feel um, privileged to be able to work and train people every day and just be in this industry. And still train myself and and uh, yeah so I feel very fortunate. So let's move on then to the main topic of the podcast which yeah. is pretty much health and fitness. So what are the main benefits of exercise? 
Well, I mean, that is a very broad question, I suppose, because there are so many benefits, um, David. But the ones that I like to focus on more um, are actually the hidden benefits, I suppose you could say. Um, so I have done uh, quite a few talks with corporate companies over the years. Um, and what I would ask people is that when they are, you know, say, exercising or taking part in a class, um, they tend to talk to me more about the, the things that they didn't expect. So, for example, they would feel the the headaches that they would have previously have had would start to, you know, kind of dissipate. Um, they would feel less stressed um, at work and maybe even at home. Their mood would start to lift, you know, very just gradual. Um, and I think sleep is probably one of the biggest things that have um, that would people would report back to me that they would feel the benefit that they sleep much better after they would exercise more so than if they don't. So the sedentary lifestyle, I think, tends to make people feel quite sluggish. And even though you would think, oh, well, you know, you're probably going to sleep fine, but it, it doesn't tend to be the case. So I, I find that those those hidden things are, are the benefits that um, that I tend to focus on when people start training initially. Like obviously there's there's the aesthetic things where people start to you know maybe lose weight if that's what their goal is, or they start to get a little bit toned, depending on the type of training that they're doing. Um, obviously they're getting a little bit fitter. Um, yeah, and they start to look better all around. But it's the other ones that that I like to to hear of. I like to see that that to hear that change that people are feeling much better within themselves and um, the stress levels are coming down the headaches are coming down they're sleeping better it just makes you uh, feel much better as a person all around whenever you're exercising so do you want to name drop any of the corporate clients you've worked with yeah so i um, uh, drop away the aviation sector has been a big uh, clients, uh, client base for me over the years. So uh, we work with Oryx, uh, Avalon, Ergo, and so they're probably the big three aviation clients we work for. Uh, but we've also worked with Microsoft, um, Bank of America. There, there has been a lot. And then I, I was the head running coach with Leia Healthcare for many years. Um, and then obviously I am the um, Pilates lecturer and pd uh, lecturer in ucd as well so but yeah there's been quite a few companies over the years that uh, that we've been lucky enough to to work with yeah so you're a woman of many talents maybe many many, many talents <laughs> I don't know about that now don't know about that i think i just found my talent in training that's it that's where it ends Dave. don't be so modest so how many days a week then uh, maybe should we be exercising so David, again, um, I would be of the mindset, I know maybe some of your listeners aren't going to want to hear this, but every single day, David, I oh, reckon, wow. because it's not, I think it's the perception of exercise. Um, I'm, not based, I'm not saying that people should go out and go to the gym and do the same thing seven days a week. Definitely not. Um, to me, I suppose training, if you want to call it that, it's more about movement um, and the necessary need for us all to move. Um, and it, I think for a lot of people, they see exercise as this, you know, drudgery that they have to go to and it's, oh, I have to go to the gym or I have to do this class that I don't particularly like and it feels awful. But if you look at it differently and just change your perspective and look at it more as movement based, um, then we should be trying to get movement and some form of exercise in every single day. So whether it's walking, running, jogging, cycling, swimming, going to a class, 
uh, participating in the gym or finding something that you enjoy really, David. Um, one of the questions that I would often say to um, companies that I would work with is that, what do you think the best form of exercise is? If, you, if I asked you, David, what do you think the best type of exercise would be to choose? Well, for, well, for me personally, I like, I like to run. Because I yeah. find, for me personally, I think walking is, is boring. But, yeah. but running I like. So is that the right answer, A or B? <laughs> so the right <laughs> the answer is right because you like it. So the answer that I basically say to everybody is it's the thing that makes you smile. It's the thing that you actually enjoy because the reason why that exercise will be the best for you is because it's the one that you will stick to. If you try to take on something that you don't enjoy and that you know it feels like really effortful all the time, even though I know you might be getting some, you know, kind of gain back from it but if you're not enjoying it there tends to you know it's it's almost like a diet in a sense you start to you start to lose that and um, want to continue on doing it where if it's something that you enjoy doing david you'll tend you'll tend to stick at it but my motivation is looking at zach efron and tom cruise and it's kind of <laughs> like you know that's that's my inspiration but uh, <laughs> it's a big inspiration which i have two, two, <laughs> two good runners are they <laughs> that's it yeah i'm trying my best but it's not working um <laughs> So then, mate, what about, is, it, is it possible to overdo exercise? I mean, can we do too much, too much of it? Yeah, so look, when I'm saying seven days a week, I, I'm saying that kind of slightly tongue-in-cheek. Basically, with, with seven days a week, what I mean is that we should be trying to get some form of movement in. Um, so, you know, even if it's just getting out for a walk, even if it's just going out with a friend, for example, and getting some form of exercise, as I say, walking tends to be one of those ones that people will share and do together or running or cycling. All of these things are really um, becoming a lot more popular now. And I'm sure no doubt you've heard Boris's uh, in the UK um, recently saying about, you know, trying to get people actually on their bikes and giving a voucher towards it. Now, I know you could question that a little bit, but at the same time, the intention there is good. And I think we should be trying to try and get exercise in. But yeah, look, if you are training, say, at a particular level, so for example, David, you mentioned running there. Um, I'm a running coach myself and, and running is a massive part of my life. Um, but running every day uh, might not necessarily be just the best thing because the body needs time to recover. Um, and it's recommended that we spend about two days uh, recovering because everything needs that little bit of repair the muscles need repair and if you don't have that recovery your performance will start to dip the body will start to fatigue so it is important to try and strike the balance of having you know if you're if you're starting to ramp up your form of training and again this applies to the gym or applies to any type of exercise you still need those recovery days like they're very important to have those so you, you mentioned before uh, that's your uh, Pilates, your oh. your well, actually you're actually the guru or the legend of Ireland when it comes to Pilates. Uh, <laughs> that's on the local the local. I website. would I would love to believe that was true, David, but I will take that most definitely. <laughs> you're, the you're the you're the you're the legend of Pilates. So is Pilates a better option than running, or you know, what can you recommend? Well, Pilates and and running are obviously two entirely different forms of exercise, and. Um, it was funny because running was always a part of my life and it has been since I was a kid in school, even though I kind of dipped in and dipped out. But probably from around the age of 20, um, I've, I've been running for a long time. And it was actually when I got a 
knee injury, which I was actually really, I was really delighted that I got because it was called runner's knee. And I thought, yeah, I am a runner now. I was very, I was very impressed with that one. There's a Facebook but, uh, photograph, yeah. <laughs> but runner's knee, um, it's medical term or um, it's clinical term, I should say, is patella femoral. And basically, um, after I got runner's knee, I went and checked out a few physios. And I went to one guy who was a neuromuscular therapist who gave me very bad advice, told me to give up running, never run again and take up cycling. Um, but I went to a really good physio and he said, no, um, definitely not. Um, no reason not to be running. You just had to, had to look at a couple of areas um, to do with feet and to do with posture and to do with landing. And from that injury, um, after that, I, I ended up going into something or becoming um, an instructor in something called chi running. Um, and basically with chi running, it was taking the elements of Tai Chi um, and combining the elements of Tai Chi and running together. And from that, then I uh, got involved in Pilates and I took an interest in Pilates because I wanted to bring more flexibility. Uh, I wanted to avoid injury, which is again, the Chi running kind of ethos. And when I started to do Pilates, I'll be honest with you, David, I did not like one bit. I didn't, I really, it was very slow for me. Um, being a runner, um, I used to play netball for years. Everything was always fast, very quick paced. And I found Pilates very slow. Um, but that's where the benefit came because Pilates actually makes you slow down. It makes you become concentrated. Um, you have to think and, and, and really be centered um, and focus on breathing, focus on control, which are all of the elements of Pilates. And honestly, David, it changed uh, how I train it it's changed how I run I've touched wood never had an injury since um, and as I say they're two very different forms Pilates is very much about strengthening the body uh, bringing flexibility into the body and being able to have free movement because a lot of the time it's it's the sedentary life that we're that we're all kind of leading at the moment and that makes everything stiffen up right seated for so much of the day um, so with Pilates, that actually is reversing a lot of that uh, damage that is getting done. And there's a major emphasis on the spine um, because I'm sure you've heard of the, um, the text neck, as they talk about now. And oh, yes, yeah. The, the forward head syndrome and things like this that a lot of people are starting to suffer. And we're only at the start of it, David. Like back problems are going to be huge um, within the next 10 to 20 years because we're all stuck in phones. You know, we're slouched over at our desks. We're driving our car with a slouch. So to me, Pilates is probably one of those things that's essential for people at the moment. Um, and anyone who has back trouble or, you know, joint aches or pains, Pilates is, is suitable for anyone at any level, whereas running, for example, um, you know, the, although I believe running can be for everyone, um, it still doesn't necessarily suit everyone. And there are things that you need to look at beforehand, whereas with Pilates, anybody, anybody can do it. It, it is so um, low impact and it's so beneficial, David. So there's any pilots out there, cabin crew engineers? Absolutely. Controllers, get your Pilates moves ready. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. And the thing is, is that with the guys that I've worked with in the aviation sector over the years, although they have been in the leasing sector, they travel all the time. They are constantly Hong Kong, America, Europe. 
Um, and what they have found is, is that when they're sitting on long haul flights, which is a regular theme for them, it, it stiffens their entire bodies all the time. So the, the thing with Pilates is, is that it's, it's counteracting all of that um, unfortunate, not great positional, um, I suppose, like where we're seated, rounded out all the time. And we're not all lucky enough to have first class where we can, you know, lie out in nice beds. We're stuck in very uncomfortable um you know, seats and things like that for such a long time. So Pilates is fantastic for... The, the next uh, time I, I, I fly first class, I'll send you a photograph. <laughs> yeah, do. I, I've never seen it. I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's, it's an awful experience. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, so what about the, the um, obviously, you know, you've worked in the aviation sector, so you understand uh, the needs of aviation professionals. So generally... The biggest problem sometimes is when should we exercise? Because we may have to you know, we may have to get up out of bed at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning to commence yeah. duties. And some, I, I know myself, experience-wise, I'd I'd probably go for a run about seven o'clock in the evening, and then yeah. I'd find myself and think it would be nice and relaxed, and then I wouldn't be relaxed. I'd actually be awake again. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't get to sleep. So when, when's the best time to to exercise? Again, you know, it's funny, um, I was recently just listening, uh, read an article, um, this doctor in the States, um, I can't think of his name, uh, Michael something, but he was talking about, um, he looks into sleep and the different types of categories of when people should be sleep, um, when they're um, the circadian rhythm, you know, yeah. like some people they're night owls for other people they're early birds and then you've got these people in the middle and he has recommendations of when you know is the optimum time for say the early bird to go and do their exercise or for the night owl to do theirs however knowing aviation and the aviation sector and um, you know it doesn't always work that way because I like that as you said the flights can be sort of 14 hour flights um you know you can be up early some mornings evening time so I suppose it really depends on the individual um, and what what works the best for them and how they manage uh, the sleep. But exercising too close to bedtime, David, isn't always ideal because like that, the endorphins are up and you feel a little bit more lifted and then it can be harder to unwind and, and actually get over. But funny, I always trained in the evening and I always believed for me that evening time was the optimum time for me to train. But since COVID has happened, um, I'm at home um, all of the time with, with my family and with my two boys. Um, and I had to completely readapt um, because my husband was working in the evening. So I started training in the, er in the morning time and I actually love it now. And I can't believe it because I always had this belief that the evening time was the, the better time for me. So I think it really comes down to adaptability and what your body can adapt to. And what I would say is that say depending on a pilot schedule or um, flight staff or ground staff, depending on what their, their schedule is, roughly around the same time, um, say maybe every couple of days if you're getting some form of exercise. And again, it depends, David, if it's running, you know, you know that you're going to be slightly heightened. But if you're doing something like Pilates, really you can do that at any time because it's, it's quite calming. You're more centered. The body's relaxed. The breathing um, is all slowed down. So I suppose adapting to um, more intense exercise is more individual based, I think. Um, right. But something like Pilates, I, I feel like you could do really at any stage. Um, and like that now with all of the video links and video recordings and stuff like that, 
you know, you can just pop it in and, you know, 30 minutes to um, an exercise session or a Pilates session and you would most definitely feel the benefits for it. So what about the importance then of hydration uh, and good diet? Any tips? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I think we're, we're pretty much inundated now with the importance of healthy eating and um, getting, getting lots of water in as much as possible. I know there's recommendations out there of two litres of water a day. Um, some people say yes, some people say no to that. I would be a big fan of water. A couple of tips that I use, David. Um, so I would have water bottles everywhere in my house. So when I go into the kitchen, there's a water bottle there. In my car, there's a water bottle there. I have them refilled regularly. Um, I have them in my bedroom, uh, in the living room, right. so that no matter where I sit down, <laughs> there's going to be a bottle of water there. And that's something I've just got into the habit of doing. Um, and I think it's a really, it's, a, it's such an easy thing to do. Or just even have a glass of water, something like that. And just have it sitting around so that each room you go into, there's your, there's your water there. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, if you're training, it's essential, especially through the summer now. And there's a lot of humidity at the moment. And again, with you guys traveling, um, you know, you need to be making sure that you're keeping hydrated, especially if you're, if you're training, if you're running or cycling or doing anything, um, intensive, you need to be uh, making sure you're well hydrated. Um, and then in terms of the diet, they, I don't know if you, if you heard this recently, but the world health organization has changed the five a day. I think it's either seven or eight a day now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was only just there in the last few weeks. Um, so they've said that five a day it was an old idea and um, that the majority of being in Ireland here, the majority of Irish people are absolutely nowhere near getting that amount of fruit and veg in. Um, and I suppose it's just trying to find ways to get that in. Um, I'm a vegetarian myself, David, and so I had to, and I wasn't always a vegetarian, um, so I had to really change uh, a lot of my habits and start to learn how to cook. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the one thing about being a vegetarian is, is that you do tend to think a little bit more you're a little bit more conscious about the food that you're having and replacing um you know certain meats and stuff like that and how you're going to replace them and what i'd say is maybe have a couple of vegetarian days a week this is where everywhere everyone's working towards that now and there's a lot of good um you know alternatives out there but getting the fruits and veggies in salads at this time of the year the, the fruit is so good um now and this is the time to try and get it in because it does get harder in the winter no doubt about it it's a little bit harder to, to i find people struggle to eat as healthy through the winter as they do through the summer yeah no it's it's um i have no problem whatsoever i just i just eat all the time so. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way Keep well i'm not a fan one thing i would say is that i'm not a fan of diets um, which is why I haven't mentioned any there whatsoever, because I just feel that when you start to take things away, people tend to want it more. I think it's trying to make small little changes um, yeah. that make a difference. I was actually just talking to a client of mine today, and she was saying that one of the things she tends to do in the evening, um, especially now, is to sit down, she's not even hungry, sit down and just maybe have a glass of wine or maybe fancy something, you know, just while she's watching something on Netflix. And I was saying to her, it's funny that, you know, because you think you want the glass of wine or you think you want that snack. But I was saying to her, once you have something else, and um, my recommendation to her today was actually, why don't you just have a hot water with lemon? 
Right. And once you start to drink that hot water and lemon, you actually realize it was only just to really to have the thing. It's, you know, to have something, not necessarily the thing itself. And another little tip I was saying to you as well is that, you know, if you're feeling cravings and stuff like that, try brushing your teeth. That's always oh, wow. fun. Okay. Yeah. People always say, people always say, oh, I really have a craving for sugar. Once you brush your teeth, you're not going to want to eat sugar. So you mean I can have a Magnum ice cream with all the trimmings and a box of Pringles that's out? (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what you can have. Instead, buy a little bit of Colgate. See how that goes, David. (laughs) I'm off to brush my teeth now with Magnum ice cream. Um, So let's get down to business, Maeve, the real business. So you're the founder of Hissy Fit. Um, Yeah. Can you explain what Hissy, Hissy Fit is uh, yeah. how could it benefit professionals, including those within the aviation industry? Yeah, so, well, I, I, I guess most of your listeners will, will probably be aware of the fact that um, within Hissy Fit, we provide uh, Pilates classes, um, both to corporate companies and we do online um, public classes now as well from since COVID-19. I used to do a lot of public classes um, but now they're all online. Um, also, we have a female-only running club. Uh, controversial. Uh, That's very controversial on, on the fence there. <laughs> We're going to protest. <laughs> we have a female-only uh, running club in Dublin. Um, and then, aside from that, um, we um, also I do one-to-one personal training and I, I do one-to-one running coaching. And we provide all of these classes as well, both running and Pilates and fitness classes uh, to uh, the corporate sector. And then also we would we have actually set up these challenges, so company challenges. Um, so we have some that run five days, seven days, and then we have others that can run four weeks, seven weeks. And we've had great success with those and they're a lot of fun as well. So, um, yeah, this is, um, I suppose that's what Hissy Fit does. Um, and so, so yeah, let's get back to the controversial thing with the ladies women's only yeah. running club. Are we going to get yeah. a men's one or are we going to get a mix? Yeah. I did. I had a man's one. We set up a, a, a meal. There's an interesting thing about this. We set up a meal and it was called uh, Run Fit Man Run. And uh, we had that going for a couple of years. But interestingly, my two other coaches are guys. Okay. And we were chatting about this recently and about the controversial female-only club. And uh, back in the, I think it was the 80s or maybe the 90s, I could be stood, I could be corrected here. But they tried to have, as you know, there's the women's mini marathon that happens in Dublin. And it's a massive event. And um, they tried to set up a men's mini marathon and nope no takers oh wow so come on guys nearly the guys like the girls in the club i think they just like that bit of uh you know competition and they like to impress the ladies so yeah, yeah. don't don't let the side down you gotta get in touch with hissy fit let's get ourselves a, an all-men's running yeah, club lads. and then we can compete against the women lads, i'm with you david i think lads we need to set up we need to we need to prove this wrong but yeah there was a man's there was a back it started in the phoenix park and uh, never materialized oh wow okay well let's just try and change that um you've yeah. plenty of time now exactly get all get off your backsides and get yourself yeah. onto hissy fits website and uh 
Thank you. Welcome. And the thing is, is that we have some great runners because we've worked with loads of guys, obviously, in the corporate side because they're mixed groups. Um, that when we do our running clubs, we have a lot of guys in it. And we have great coaches there, Steve, who joins us, and Joe. And also we have Mick Clausey, who is the uh, Irish Olympian. Um, a, lot of, a lot of your listeners will know Mick. And Mick comes down and does some sessions with us, which is just fantastic. Uh, so we get a little bit of uh, what it's like to train with an Olympian. So that's a bit cool. So, so yeah, have lads. You, well, have you mentioned the, the two other important members of Hissy Fit? Well, uh, who's that now? You can't, you can't forget them. You know them. You, your, you, you have your business side, and you have, you have your, your, your. Come on, your two other, your two other most important people. That's my it. little men, my little boys. No. Jesus. The team. Oh, that's what I said, Steve. Steve. Oh, but who else? Oh, and Gillian, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to Gillian. We oh, would, Gillian. We would never. We would never I apologise. I apologise. We, we would never leave out our Gillian. No. Yeah, no, Gillian. Gillian is uh, a, a massive part of the Hissy crew, and uh, she has developed our new website um, which we're absolutely thrilled about um, and she is also so Gillian works with me in terms of uh, the challenges and everything that we provide for the corporate groups so she's very very much uh, a big part of the Hissy Fit family they all the guys are Gillian Steve um, and Joe our newest member and um, they are they're an essential part and it's like a family really uh, to be honest David um, they're yeah there's just such good vibes uh, with the guys, so it's great to work with great people. So, Maeve, you've you know you pretty much forgot Gillian McKenna. Lucky that I didn't. I mean, you have to make up to Gillian now. So, tell tell me something about Gillian. So, myself and Gillian have been friends for a long time, um, over twenty years now, which is um, hard to believe. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Gillian is a is a huge part of Hissy. So, Gillian actually runs her own business called Swift Admin. Um, and she has uh, a lot of clients, but to be perfectly honest, she makes every client feel like they're the only client. Um, and although we have been friends for a long time, um, she is incredibly professional and has done a fantastic job for Hissy. So, um, yeah, she's a she's a big part. So, uh, sorry I left you out there, Gillian, but uh, <laughs> it was coming. I was always going to mention her. <laughs> On behalf of Gillian McKenna, I accept your apology. <laughs> Thanks for that, David. <laughs> well, Gillian, you're welcome. I remember you. You are so welcome. <laughs> He's gonna kill me now. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm part of the family now, Gillian. Get rid of, get rid of me. <laughs> so, are you on? Well, we know you're on social media, but where, where are you on social media with Hissy Fit? Oh, I'm all over it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> no, again, again, David. I have to put this one down to Gillian. She is my social media uh, guru. Um, I am not the most fantastic when it comes to social media. I like to be out running the roads, David, and uh, gallivanting around. So Gillian is fantastic. She looks after all of this. So yeah, I'm on Facebook. It's Hissy Fit Limited, and uh, the same on Instagram. And then we're on Twitter at Hissy Fit PT, and then. LinkedIn is just me of Kenny. So um, so we are all over the place in terms of social media. But again, I have to thank Gillian for that one. That's it, Gillian. Big thank you. <laughs> so so um, before we go, so what advice can you give anyone listening, especially those in the aviation industry? I mean, I know you do all sectors, um, mm -hmm. but who wants, who, who wants to get fitted and healthy at this time? 
So what advice would I give people? Yeah. What would you say to get off your backside? Unpack pissy fit. Okay, that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, so look, in terms of um, if, there, if it's the aviation sector or, or anyone who's listening, I think the important thing is to try and set small goals, David. And I know it's, it's, it's a bit of a bleak time um, for a lot of people at the moment. And it's a little bit of a, a strange time and, and people aren't really sure, um, you know, where their jobs are going to be and what's going to be happening. So it's probably the most important time for us to try and get fit and to try and get healthy. Um, because our health is our wealth, uh, David, at the end of the day. And a lot of things can seem bleak out there and, you know, our jobs can be gone and all that. But these things are very short term. Um, whereas, you know, at least if we can try and be focused, stay fit, stay health, healthy, it'll, we'll, you know, it'll make us mentally strong as well, which is so important. Um, so I would just say try and set small little goals. Uh, maybe just try something. That could be the goal. So just giving something an actual go and just see if you like it. Um, and maybe try and find a few pals or find a group like one of the the benefits that um our girls tend to come back and say to us particularly within the the running club it's the motivation from the rest of the group that keeps them going and i mean it's still you'll find that even with the even with the corporate groups particularly with the plates you know it's all mixed guys and girls and they're teasing each other and there's a bit of fun and a bit of slag and but it keeps them motivated. So I would say find something that you enjoy, just try something and then try and find a couple of like-minded souls that, you know, that will, that will be with you and that maybe will go with you or that you enjoy the banter while you're there. Um, because I think if it's, if it's, once you enjoy it and, you know, you come out feeling good, there is that, it becomes that little bit addictive, you know, and I'm sure you, you've said yourself there, David, you're, you're into running, um, you know, have you found that yourself that it, there is that kind of addictive quality when you when you start to see a little bit of progress? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't look in the mirror just yet. But I feel that when you go running, um, the initial part is kind of like a bit of a struggle. But then you go out, especially on a cold night, and you yeah. come back in, you have your shower, you free relax, and you, you're, you're kind of so happy that you actually went out and did it. 100%. I mean, look, look at Parkrun. It's just absolutely amazing. Like that's something as well. It's free. I know at the moment it's it's currently on a pause, but there's virtual runs out there. Look, the virtual end of things isn't just as motivating because again, it, you ha it has to be self-motivated. You're there on your own, but hopefully it'll not be too long until the park runs come back again. Um, but there's loads of stuff online um, and, and certainly, you know, check out any of the, the things that, that we have put out. But also there's lots and lots and lots of videos out there by lots of people um, that you can do in the comfort of your own home. But I think actually getting outside is probably one of the best things. If it's just for walks, runs, jogs, whatever, and there's a lot of free events coming up now to try and help people that are in um, these, you know, these kind of situations and maybe without work and stuff like that. So I, I would look for something along those lines um, and, and just try and get, you know, a bit of physical, mental wellness going on, really. Well, I'm delighted to say thank you very much, uh, Maeve Kenny, founder of Hissy Fit, for chatting with me today. It's been uh, good fun, um, yes. very educational. And uh, come on, men, you know, we've got to get ourselves off our backside. Uh, and we can call it, I've just had a thought. I've just had a thought. Go we ahead. call it Izzy Fit. That, that's even better. That's, 
you know, who am I to argue with? Is he fit? And is he fit? <laughs> is he fit? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Maeve, for telling me today. Aviation Eye by Aviation Zero. And as Maeve has said, you can catch her out on all the social media platforms and visit her wonderful site, which was designed by Julian McKenna at www.hissyfit.ie. David, thanks very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you.